My name is Anda Ginska, and this is Pros and Content. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Notch, a digital content intelligence platform. I'm a massive data nerd who's fallen in love with storytelling. And so on the Pros and Content podcast, we will be featuring a series of really incredible leaders who believe in storytelling and who have different perspectives on the importance, measurement, scalability, and optimization of storytelling. Today on Pros and Content, a conversation with Stephanie Perdue, the Vice President of Brand Marketing for Chipotle. Stephanie provides a unique perspective to the show, bringing with her years of experience across multiple food brands, along with more recent wisdom pertaining to Chipotle's marketing response to the COVID-19 crisis. In this conversation with Onda, she covers making immediate, drastic changes to marketing strategy, coming up with necessary innovations, and taking care of customers and larger communities under difficult circumstances. Stephanie's career is one led by the belief that a strong brand stands for more than just a product. You have to believe in a purpose, take risks, and stand out among the crowd. We hope you enjoy this episode of Pros and Content. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Pros and Content. I'm so excited today for this conversation uh, because we're going to hear from a brand that I know we all love, Chipotle. Um, Stephanie, I want to welcome you to Pros and Content. You're actually kind of one of a kind. I don't think we've had a brand that is so well known and so loved before. The majority of our brands have been in the kind of B2B tech finance space. So I'm very excited to have this conversation today. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Anda. For sure. Um, so, Stephanie, I noticed that your background is um, is really kind of in this space. Prior to Chipotle, I can see that you served as the CMO of TGI Fridays. Um, tell us a little bit about how you're seeing this space respond and react to the crisis that we're currently in. Um, it's obviously been impacted by it because of you know all the different locations that have had to be shut. But what are some of the uh, really inspiring companies Companies and stories that you've seen uh, come out of this space around taking care of the customers and making sure you're still present and on their minds. Definitely. You know, I, uh, with the COVID-19 crisis, restaurants, including Chipotle, had to really make a radical shift. Um, they went all in on digital ordering and off-premise, meaning delivery, mobile pickup, and carryout. So it's a quite a significant shift to the business. Um, for Chipotle in specific, we pivoted our entire marketing plan. So to really communicate our delivery kitchens, uh, free delivery, um, and the fact that we have a dedicated team and ingredient station to service all of those orders. Uh, We expanded our delivery footprint. We added Uber Eats alongside DoorDash and Postmates in in record time. And we came up with innovations in the last few weeks, like uh, contactless delivery and pickup, um, a tamper-proof delivery bag, and um, really found that um, we already had a lot of industry-leading health and safety standards in place, and um, we just needed to communicate those to our guests. So a lot of really, um, I think, agile moves from Chipotle and the industry in general. And I think what we're seeing also is with brands in general is, you know, how do we provide that trust and reassurance and safety to the customer during this crisis? Yeah, I think that's key. Um, And and the idea of just being there for the customer with your product that they love and need so much during this time. Um, you, you mentioned that you've pivoted your marketing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, with, when we saw the, the loss of live sports and, and live music, 
you know, we saw it as an opportunity to change our media plan um, to connect differently to customers. So um, some of the things that we did is, you know, we shifted investment into streaming, into social, into search. Um, but also we, we innovated and we looked at opportunities to connect virtually with our customers. So we launched um, a series called Chipotle Together. And basically it was um, pretty much one of the first brands to start live streaming with our customers um, and introducing special guests to really bring joy into their house as we're all sitting at home right now and bringing access to musicians like Portugal The Man and DJ Cascade, all who are brand fans. Um, and so um, these are all things we've never done before. And um, really as a result of, of what's happening right now and, and the environment that we're all living in. And, and out of curiosity, before the crisis, how were you guys thinking of your marketing mix? Um, how much of it was performance versus brand? And then did that change at all because of the crisis or not? Yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, you know, I think the role of brand marketing is has been important from the beginning of Chipotle. You know, um, Chipotle's purpose is to really is to, is to cultivate a better world. And so the brand has so many stories around how they see food and the importance of how it's raised and prepared into how it tastes. So that brand storytelling uh, is, was, is very critical to Chipotle because we do things different. And it's important for our customers to know that, you know, we do real cooking techniques in our kitchen and we have 53, we only use 53 ingredients that are, all ingredients that you would find in your own kitchen because there's nothing artificial. So, you know, for us, that brand storytelling has always been part of the brand. And um, prior to COVID has been a large part of our marketing, but we also have a really thriving digital business. Um, so as, a, as a, a, a retailer with a physical location, we also had a strong digital business because half, half our customers um, are under 35 and they're really digitally engaged. So performance marketing has also been part of Chipotle's marketing plan um, because we have that rich data set of our sales day in and day out on our app and website, um, really strong conversion and paid social and search. And we have a really strong CRM platform with our loyalty program. So we've always balanced, um, had a great balance between brand and performance. And now with the crisis, um, that performance marketing is is just as important as our digital business has really grown. And um, but that brand storytelling, as I mentioned at the start of this, around what are we doing to take care of our employees? What are we doing to make um, our restaurants healthy and safe for our customers? And uh, I think the desire to have real food has never been more important. So. We're seeing it as definitely as uh, both are both really strong ways um, to um, connect and engage with our customers. That's really interesting. Um, the performance side of things makes a lot of sense. You want basically people to know that you're still there for them during this time. Um, has the has has anything changed in terms of the performance side of things? And in particular, I guess I'm curious if you have any tactical advice for some of the other marketers out there that do think there's still a demand for their product and are still wanting to lean into performance. And the reason I asked is just to give you a bit of context is because 
um, in most of the podcasts, and we do these weekly webinars as well, I hear a lot of CMOs say, you know, we've we've really divested out of performance. We've really just invested in brand. You, you can't be transactional during a time like this. Yet it would make so much sense why for a brand like Chipotle, you'd want to be out there making sure that people really know about the fact that you're still there for them and can they can still buy your product online. Um, what's your advice for, I guess, the, you know, creative and the context that would make sense for marketers as they continue some of their investment? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I think, you know, we feel uh, it's important to use reach vehicles and to drive that top of mind awareness and to drive the funnel. Um, but, you know, restaurants are game time decisions, you know, and I think being where the customer is on their phone and um, serving up those messages, um, you know, at that it, when it's relevant to them, especially as you think about for restaurants, we've really had to um, remind people that we're open and um, whether it's for pickup or carry out or for delivery. So um, I think, I think there's a role for both. And, um, you know, I think it's important, our, at least for our customer base to know that they can get real food, fast, personalized, fresh. And that is something that's a need, um, you know, because we eat all day. So you know, for us to, to shift the investment from one side to the another didn't make sense. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Do you see most other big restaurant chains respond in the same way? And obviously, I know you have a lot of experience in this space, um, but I'm curious, um, maybe some of the other brands that you think have done a good job at this since the crisis began? Yeah, you know, I think... Um, I think the the pizza category is definitely have, you know, they already take a digital first um, approach because most people are accustomed to ordering pizza through digital channels. So, you know, I think they were really well entrenched um, already in the space. Um, I think, um, you know, I think for us, we, we have both, um, both businesses that are really strong. So I think for us, we, you know, just dialing up our engagement digitally was, was super effective. But um, I think it depends on what category you're in and, and whether or not you had a, you have, or um, you have a strong digital business um, to begin with. That makes sense. And I'm curious, you mentioned your digital event series. Um, you mentioned story brand storytelling in general and how it's been a big part of the Chipotle DNA. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about how you guys thought about building that function over the last few years inside of the company? How much of it is actually inside of the company versus you working with creative partners outside? Um, and, you know, if if this crisis has changed your perspective at all in terms of whether, you know, those should be internal resources versus external, I think that'd be interesting for the listeners to hear as well. You know, for us, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I think the more you know about Chipotle and what we stand for and what we believe in, the more passionate you become about it. And so we have a, a, a set of really great agency partners um, and as well as internal teams. So it's a mix of both um, that, you know, really strives to develop content that's contextually relevant, differentiating, and really authentic to the channel that we're using and the brand. Um, and so we, prior to COVID, you know, were doing anything from 
you know, six second videos to long form videos, brand partnerships, really engaged in social media, out of home. So really a diverse set of marketing channels and tactics. And, um, and I think for us, we couldn't turn that off um, as we uh, went into the crisis. And so it was all about more about um, making those messages relevant for the current environment. And I have to really give it up to our agency partners and our internal team on their agility. I mean, we stay connected every day, talking multiple times a day. We're responding real time to the marketplace and consumer shifts. I think we all feel going through this together that, um, you know, the intensity changes and habits are changing. And so, you know, it's not a wait and see approach where you develop a plan, you know, four weeks ago, and it's the same plan that it is today. And so I think the key thing, the key advice is, is how do you create an environment of agility? How do you create an environment where it's okay to take risks and try some different things? And how do you um, really stay consistent with your brand when you have a lot more limitations when it comes to production? So those are kind of all the key challenges. Yeah. Um, And I'm actually curious what you think. Obviously, Chipotle is such a strong brand and you had built this really strong DNA. It has strong values. What do you think happens for the companies that don't necessarily have as strong of a DNA or, or, you know, the strong core values um, that were maybe a lot more reliant just purely on performance to drive acquisition. Um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. And and of course you can, you can respond within kind of the, the category itself, but if you have thoughts across the board, I'm curious about that as well. Yeah. I mean, I think um, worse Crisis aside, I think we're all seeing that consumers have taken more of an interest in what brands stand for and the values that they have. So, you know, I think the advice would be to go back to your brand DNA and really um, and have a point of view as a brand in terms of um, what your what your purpose is and, and, and what your impact is on on society. And, and for us, you know, I think we didn't have to invent one. Uh, you know, luckily the founder 26 years ago had a belief that he could improve the way food was currently being created in a, in a, in a fast format. And so he believed that the ingredients that we used were, you know, so critical to how the food tastes. And so I think having a really a strong focus on what you stand for has been really helpful for us that we don't lose track of what we stand for and, 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 and those things still are relevant to consumers today. And, and I think as um, brands think about this, we need to be authentic um, because I think, you know, um, just jumping on a cause to jump on a cause isn't, you know, consumers see through that. And, um, and I think for us, we've really, we've really made our consistency in terms of our values and beliefs. Yeah. I think post post crisis, this is going to be even more important. I know, you know, one of the things I've reading, I'm sure everyone's reading is how customers are looking at how brands and companies are treating their employees. And um, that's something that we take very seriously. And we've done a lot of things in the last few weeks um, to help our employees through this crisis. Um, some examples uh, include, um, you know, giving our 
our, our employees and our restaurants over $9 million in discretionary bonuses, um, making sure they have expanded emergency leave, pol- um, emergency leave benefits and um, increasing their pay by 10%. But I think, I think the, the transparency of brands and how they are treating their employees and what they stand for is, I think it's going to be more important than ever coming out of this crisis. It's an incredible thing that you have the, the, the business power, financial power to do that. Um, and a big testimony that you've decided to deploy your money against your employees. Um, so congratulations for that. It's really impressive to hear. Um, going back, going back to, to the kind of brand and performance piece, I, I'm curious, again, kind of a pre-crisis, during crisis, post-crisis question. Um, you mentioned it sounds like you know the the balance has always been there between these two. I'm curious how you guys think of measuring your success. Um, is it only about sales? Is it about brand equity? Is it somewhere in between? Is it a combination of things? Um, I'm curious how consistent that framework has has been and i'm sure you have some best practices to share from the industry as well yeah you know i think um when a a restaurant and or retail company is healthy is when you're bringing people you know into the restaurant or into the into the location so transactions whether it's digital or physical uh, is probably one of the number one things that we look at in terms of the health of the business but to your point it can't be the end-all be-all it you know that's not how you differentiate your brand um, and we do really um, pay attention and measure um, equity KPIs um, that are related to our purpose and our mission as a brand and, and how we're cultivating a better world, whether that's about caring for our employees um, to um, our, our uh, positioning around the benefits of real food and being a leader um, in that area based on how we source, how we um, cook in our restaurants. And um, and everything we do to bring delicious food to to our customers, um, and we measure those things, and we measure those perceptions for us and how they're changing versus our competition. And I think in in performance marketing, you know, I think you you could you could easily look at a, a return on investment um, measure and just you know shift all your money into one area. But I think. We're, we're making sure to balance out reach. We're making sure to balance out um, brand versus just sales. And, and we're keeping ourselves accountable by, by really measuring them at the end of the day. I'm curious. I'm sure you've probably been a part of some marketing teams yourself, um, or if not, you've heard of how difficult it is sometimes for marketers to argue for brand and to argue for content um, to argue for the stuff that's just harder to measure. Uh, to your point, you know, you could tweak that performance marketing campaign all day long. And it's so it's like the instant gratification of knowing that, you know, people saw it or how many people clicked, even if not that many actually clicked, it's still great to know that someone did and having that visibility immediately is addictive. But when it comes to brand marketing, and to some extent, content falls under that, um, it's a little bit harder to determine the success. So how have you seen it done well, where you've been able to either internally argue to your other constituents, the CEO, the CFO, for the value of brand? Um, and what advice would you have for the marketers out there who are struggling to do so within their own companies? Yeah, great question. Um, 
We, we have a really great analytics team um, that is constantly looking at the marketing mix and, and letting us know, you know, where our return on investment is, is growing and what, and what's slowing. Um, so it's always, it's always good to have that um, in place. Um, I think also we, we, we really want to create an environment of test and learn. So we use the benefits of digital and social to experiment on new messages and see what the engagement levels are. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the argument for brand, I think has to come from the top down. And I think um, you really have to believe that your brand stands for more than just a product and it stands for um, a lot more than that. And, and for us at Chipotle, that is differentiating. Um, it's why consumers come to us. And so it's, it, you know, luckily, and it just hasn't been the position, you know, at every, every place I've worked at in my career, but um, at Chipotle, the values that the brand has established have driv- drives people, drives interest and drives engagement and, and ultimately drives sales. And so um, we, we're lucky in the sense that we, we see results um, by doing brand marketing. And, um, you know, I think though, but that does come from an environment of uh, believing in your purpose um, and also in, in investing in some areas that, you know, may not always prove out, um, but learning from those and optimizing them. Um, because, you know, for us, it's so critical to the differentiation of, of our brand versus other other restaurants out there. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think the having coverage from the top, especially when you're trying to experiment and learn how you could be different and where the white space really is, is super important. Um, and hopefully, you know, if nothing else, this crisis will teach some of the senior leaders inside of these big companies that if you don't invest in brand, you're in an exponentially worse position during a crisis um, and that, you know, you can't necessarily do anything now to scramble to make up for it. So that's my personal hope anyway, that that, you know, that's a silver silver marketing lining, if you will. Um, I'm curious, as as we think of you as as a marketer and um, how your career has evolved, obviously, it's it's been very impressive, the growth that you've seen across your career. I'm curious what advice you'd have for for the listeners in terms of what sort of, you know, challenges they should jump into or not jump into. Um, some of the listeners are currently inside of media agencies and they're working across many different customers. Others have chosen to be content leaders or to be in performance marketing. Is there a particular mix of skills that you'd recommend if someone were to, you know, be on path to CMO? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for me, um, my career has always um, benefited from collaboration. So collaborating with agency partners, collaborating internally across departments, when you want to take an idea from paper to reality, it requires that internal buy-in, that building, that, um, that diverse set of thinking to really bring that idea to life. And so I think a, a great skill is like, how are you collaborating? Um, and um, I think the next one is, is storytelling. You know, I think as um, a brand marketer, 
as a CMO, as a, as wherever you're at, it's how are you articulating the brand consistently, creatively in a way that's differentiating? I think that's a, a big, a big order on, uh, on marketers um, that uh, is super important. And then, you know, I think we talked about it, you know, understanding data at all levels and not being afraid from business, consumer, digital, and most importantly, how do we turn that data into action? Um, and I think as you move on in your career, uh, all those things are important, but then I think what becomes even more critical is how are you inspiring and motivating teams and agency partners to do their best work day in and day out? Um, and I, I'm lucky, you know, the people I work with, they're okay with taking risks. They're okay with sometimes failing. Um, but ultimately, the culmination of all of our work is innovating and evolving the brand. So I think it's so important to set that environment, no matter if you're in an agency or, you know, have your own business or, or you know, you're at a big uh, Fortune 500 company. Uh, that environment is critical for innovation. I love that. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. Um, I think that is a great note to end things on. That advice is really, really key. Um, and I love the message around making sure that you're creating the context and the environment for your people to do the best work that they could be doing in service of the brand. Um, I love that. Thank you for inspiring us today, for sharing how Chipotle is dealing with the crisis and congratulations on all the great work you're doing. Thank you so much, Anda. I loved being here. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a lot about making agile moves in response to unexpected events. Stephanie's advice extends far beyond the tough times we're in right now. Something that will stick with us now and in the future is her insistence on reflecting on your own collaboration. Something that looks different every day, no matter what is going on outside. And how you're inspiring yourself and your collaborators to do their best work every day. If you want to hear more content on the pros and cons of making content or being a better storyteller in today's world, please head to prosandcontent.co. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future topics, you can email onda at prosandcontent.co. See you next time on Pros and Content.